Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Hello, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for taking the time to dedicate your attention and your consciousness to what can enrich your spirit and your heart and your mind. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm here with Matt Letterman from, he has an organization he calls We Heal, and we're going to talk about the gift of feedback uh, specifically with his kids, the gift of feedback and how it's worked in his family. And I'm really, really excited to share this with you because I think it's absolutely astounding and inspiring. Hmm. You want to say something about We Heal and who you are? Give give folks a little context. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of of yours and of nonviolent communication. And I'm uh, in the final stages of certification as a trainer. So it's a really important part of my life and our business and our program. So it's pretty much worked its way into everything about me and my life. Yeah. And We Heal is focused on bringing, redefining optimum health from, you know, wellness or reversing sickness to getting to a state of life is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a model that helps people identify where they're out of balance. And we have nine different pillars that we focus on to help people identify and then uh, areas that are out of balance and then support them with physicians and mentors to restore balance. And when you restore balance, they tend to be Uh, in living in that state of life is wonderful. Mm. So that's our focus. Yeah, It sounds like um, there's some sense there of really finding that physical balance supports emotional balance. Mm. Does that resonate with what you're saying? Yeah, and that it's all sort of working together, right? There's a connection to yourself, a connection to other people, you know, how you... Yeah, it just, it's in conventional medicine, right? They sort of pull it all apart into little pieces and focus on one little area. And it's really the sum of the parts mm. and that synergy. And then that life energy that you can't really capture with tests and, you know, textbooks and, you know, labs and things like that, mm. that is so important to healing. Mm. And that is often overlooked in conventional healthcare models. Yeah. So we want to bring that in and integrate that. Yeah, I'm thinking right now we need to do a whole nother podcast just on We Heal because I I know there's <laughs> layers of subtlety and you're living it with your team and yes, go on and on with that. Yes, yes, <laughs> that'd be wonderful. And our plan for today might be good to stick with just because we are anticipating it is about mostly about you and your kids and you have a family i don't know how you would call it ritual or agreement maybe about giving feedback from the Mm. consciousness of connection yeah 
Do you want to say a little bit about what that is? And then we'll dive into some of the details. Yeah. So we call it the gift, right? And I remember Marshall listening to Marshall say that sharing your needs is a gift. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, for so long, it didn't feel like a gift. Even when I'd use the needs terminology and the feeling, you know, the, the MVC terminology. And I was like, how can we get that to feel like a gift? Because yeah. when I'm not triggered and I'm not activated, it really is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say it didn't feel like a gift, just to clarify for people who not, might not be steeped in mm -hmm. this. Yeah. That to hear someone say that something you did didn't work for them and didn't meet a need of theirs, you're not receiving it as a gift. You're receiving criticism or you failed or something like that. Right, right. So when someone gives feedback, they might either take it personally and go to a hurt place. Yeah. Or they'll shift blame back because they're hearing blame and they'll try and shift it back to you. Well, the reason you're upset is because if you didn't do this and didn't do that, then that wouldn't happen. <clears throat> Both of those yeah. are a sign that you didn't hear it as a gift. Yeah. Guilt and blame. Yeah. And shame probably yeah. in there. And then sometimes right. anger and defensiveness. Right, right. All that gets mixed in. All that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> really hard. It makes it really hard to learn how to love someone when every time you share something that's not working, it's a whole ball of reactivity. Right. And then you don't even share it because it's so much work and so dissatisfying or or to so why would you? Yeah. And then people just drift away from each other, even right. parents and children, right? So many right. of my students are parents who want to reconnect with their children because when their children became adults, all that added up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you, you, you really actually helped us around that when we, my kids would say, dad, why would this be a gift to you? Yeah. And I said, it's a real gift when you share something that I did and how it didn't work for you and what needs came up. And I say, it's a gift that you're taking the time that really meets my need for this relation, relationship to matter mm -hmm. and to know that it matters enough for you to bring it up to me. That's mm -hmm. how much you care about me and our relationship. So that was one. And then the other is a gift for you to teach me how you like to be cared for. Mm. And you've mentioned both of those to us. So I want to just a, a lot of the stuff that we come up with comes from, you know, your teachings and, and mm -hmm. trying to integrate them into our family. But that really is a gift when you think about it, right? Like you tell me it's a gift to let me know how you want to be loved and cared for. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to guess and wonder and worry. Are you doing it? Does this person know how much I love them? It's really right. explicit. It's obvious right. and it's detailed. Yes. So how did it start? With you and your kids, like, especially, I know you do it with your, your partner as well, but the kids is such a unique, for me, I think really unique perhaps, and maybe say their ages when you started. And so we can. Yeah, so Jordan is nine and Kylie's almost 11. And we started this in the last couple, last year or two, probably. Okay. And I'm always bringing stuff back from our sessions, Lachelle, and then saying, Hey, how can we bring this into the family? You know, cause there's theory and then there's let's live it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And really your kids have been living needs consciousness since they were tiny. Yeah. We've been, in fact, Jordan asked me that 
And uh, I said, we started when you were really, really started when she was about five uh -huh. or four-ish, four or five, right? And now she's yeah. nine. So mo more than half of her life. Yeah. yeah. We were really conscious of it. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah, so it's, it, it takes a little time, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it definitely can happen. And kids actually are easier to integrate a lot of this stuff than adults yeah. is my experience. Yeah. Yeah. They recognize it as the language of their experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found is that kids, a lot of people think kids, you know, they're not gonna be able to, these concepts and the words are not ones that they'd use, but if you give them a, a grid and you explain how it is and then show them examples and then you do it a few times, yeah. they'll, they'll run with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did with the gift was making some easy steps and saying, Hey, here's simple steps of when there's something that I do that you don't like, I'm going to ask for a gift. And that's a gift. If you tell me what that is. Mm -hmm. And then what I would do to increase chances of doing is I'd say, Hey, do you have any gifts for me? Mm -hmm. Come on, you got to have gifts. How can you <laughs> have gifts? You know, so I, cause they're going to be nervous at first. Yeah. And depending on the amount of trust they have with the parents, can I really share this? Yeah. If I share it, are the parents going to get upset? Or are they going to start getting defensive yeah. or blaming? Yeah. So where there was a little bit of like in this encouragement of how can you not have gifts? You know, it usually it was before bed. And mm. I, at night, I still do this. I'll say, hey, do you have any gifts for me? Mm. So you have a little ritual there. Ritual, a little ritual, right? So mm -hmm. every night, that's where it started at bed. Do you have any gifts? Come on, you got to have at least one gift. I got to, I know I did something today. And they'll say, I can't think of one. Can you think of one, Dad? You know, so we're sort of playing around with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and then there's other Learning times. to notice it, basically, is what I'm yes. hearing. You're teaching each other to notice when something didn't work rather than kind of repress it or set it aside. Right. And when it comes out, it's going to be held and supported, and then there's going to be healing and integration. Mm -hmm. So during eventually what happened was during the day they would say oh dad i have a gift or they would start to say something and i'd say oh it sounds like a gift i'm so excited yeah. and i'd be like okay here we go so everything mm -hmm. i'm doing is trying to keep this sacred space of gift consciousness uh-huh welcoming so to them it really feels i mean if you ask them they would think that yeah dad gets so excited when you give him gifts like it's, <laughs> yeah. so they really believe that uh -huh. it's a gift and that was really the goal was, hey, how can we shift this to mm. really feel like a gift? Not like, mm. oh, Marshall said it's a gift, but it doesn't feel like a gift in my body. Mm. Right. We really wanted the body and the words and the consciousness to match up. Mm -hmm. And well, it includes you too, right? Like I'm guessing you had to do significant work to receive that you did something that didn't work for them as a gift rather than shaming yourself about bad parenting, which is right. rife with parents, right? There's right. Often so much shame and sense of failure. Right. And that's something we've been working on much longer. Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> yes, it does take practice to yeah. be able to have that sacred space of I'm, I'm going to hear you. And even with the gift, there's sort of steps to it, right? The first step is to hear them and, to, and let them really trust that this is exciting and wonderful for you. Yeah. And then when you hear them, it's 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 a lot of the MBC skills, right? So, hey, I'm going to tell you back what I'm hearing. And then mm -hmm. sometimes they'll go a little deeper. There's a couple of rounds or layers. So I reflect back and then they go and, and they mm -hmm. go into another piece. And then I reflect mm -hmm. that back until they're fully heard. Mm -hmm. 
And then once they're fully heard, we, you know, there's a, the, I joke around in our family too, the, Lich the Lichelle pause, right? Like just to let the energy do its, mm. uh, and we just check the energy sort of, mm. you slow it down. Mm. And, and then, and then from there, there's, there's a, a, a point where it just feels, okay, now we're ready is that, you know, you check, is there more? Mm -hmm. And then, okay, would you like to hear my reaction? Mm -hmm. And I ask, and they'll say, yeah, dad, I'm ready for your reaction. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'll say how I'm affected. Mm -hmm. And that's where I might share my regret. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we can't share our regret. Yeah. It's that there's a very clear time and space for my needs to be seen, uh -huh. which is after I'm sort of fully empathized with them. Mm -hmm. and their experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and they they really enjoy that too to hear you know my experience with having heard their experience yeah gives right. them a sense of mattering to yeah. you exactly there's an impact yeah let me say all that back because that's a lot yeah. of steps and i, I okay. just want to pull them apart so in creating this culture we might say in your family of feedback and I'm assuming it includes feedback back about what works too, not just what doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Creating a culture of feedback as gifts mm, started initially with a needs consciousness, being conscious of universal needs and probably offering a lot of empathy and to the kids when they were little, building that vocabulary for them. Also a needs consciousness in yourself. Mm-hmm that not meeting a need does not equate with I failed and really right. cultivating that in yourself. So that's kind of like the ground that connection is more important in our family than managing how fast you get your shoes on or whether we get to school on time or right. all the details that can stimulate a lot of disconnect if we allow right. it. Right. That's a giant task in itself. So just right. want to name that. And then when you started really introducing this culture of feedback as a gift, you really focused on transmitting an excitement and a welcoming, like I welcome and I want to receive what I've done today that didn't work for you. Right. Yeah. So trying to create that safety. And then I'm hearing there was the stage of increasing awareness of what meets needs and what doesn't by having discussions every night at bedtime, just reviewing the day, what worked, what didn't, they couldn't think of anything. Maybe you made some guesses or suggestions. What about when we got out of the car right before I dropped you off? Something like that. Exactly. And that started to come into greater mutual awareness. Yeah. 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 And then so that's all creating, for me, I might put that in the box of creating supportive conditions for this right. to happen. <laughs> right. And then there's the happening. And in the happening, one of your kids shares, this is what happened. And maybe they say the needs because they have a vocabulary, but maybe they don't. And you reflect back what you heard. And then if they didn't say the needs, you might make a couple of needs and feelings guesses. Is that true? 
That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And then often when you reflect back or make empathy guesses, the next layer of their experience reveals itself and they're able to add something. And maybe you reflect that back. And there's usually that sensation of, ah, like I'm trying to feel it and describe it. That sensation of things settling, Mm. opening, integrating. And in that moment, you just allow that silent pause. Just to let that fully integrate the energy settle. Yeah. And I used to blow by that energetic pause. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so valuable. Right. Even if it's at first when you're starting this, you might not sense it fully. Yeah. Making space for that to happen is really helpful. What have you noticed that makes that valuable? Or what you it, it almost feels like that's where the healing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just something that like the molecules shift in the bodies a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. I, I can't put my words on it, but we all mm-hmm. know me and the kids and whoever mm-hmm. is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like things just organize in your body a little bit differently. Yeah. The energy moves maybe is yeah. one definition of healing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I teach that in repair. It's so sad to see when I used to work a lot with couples, couples being caught in the same repair dialogue for 10 years or something, right? And I would say that couples who are making a big effort with a lot of skill would still not succeed because they wouldn't allow that pause. Mm -hmm. They do all this beautiful offering of a gift, a healing, and they don't pause. And so it never integrates. Yeah. It's almost like, that pause just lets it go into the heart and the body. And if you're a little more in the head, yes. the pause lets everything settle down into the body a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it naturally stays in the head. You're thinking of what you want to say next and so right. on. Right? Or I said, not naturally, habitually, I would say. Right. Yeah. You're thinking about what the words, what's the correct NBC terminology? Did I get it right? Yeah. yeah exactly yeah and you didn't say this but at the end of that pause i often will check my intuition out loud i'll see it seems like hmm. that's settled or that feels complete that part does that seem that way to you i check with the other person hmm. i like that yeah 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 we'll ask are you um do you want to hear my reaction but i like that even more what you're saying which is just to sort of like tuck them in a little bit you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. get that confirmation out loud together you both felt it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then and then the question do you want to hear my reaction or do you want to hear what comes up for me is my language but Mm -hmm. yeah variety of ways to say that and do they ever say no they haven't said no, hmm. which is nice because then there's no, you know, a lot of times we're like, we want to be seen. I mean, getting defensive yeah. for me is usually around the need to be seen. Yeah. Right. So if I'm in a rush to be seen because, oh my God, they're going to think I'm a, you know, I'm a terrible father. I need to explain why I did it that way. Yeah. You know, this, after time you build trust that, oh, there's going to be time to be seen. Uh, yeah. Right. So let's, let's hmm. support them and their healing. And then, mm. and then I can be seen in a little bit after that. 
Mm -hmm. So there's really, and that's, yeah, I've never had them say, no, we mm -hmm. don't want to hear your reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine that if someone's trying this and developing this in their family and they do hear a no, my hope would be they would hear like probably that no is I haven't fully been heard yet. And that's right. why I'm not ready to hear you. And if right, there's not the right, I haven't fully heard. And also, I wonder if the trust is there. Yeah, yeah, that that hearing what comes up for you is going to be defensiveness and ex dismissing and validating right painful like are you going to express yourself yeah that something is going to stimulate pain in me right so there's a little bit of building the skill and the trust yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah and a lot of what you mentioned about mm, a lack of defensiveness in you because until you reach that lack of defensiveness whatever comes up for you will probably create more pain mm -hmm. yeah they're really like gigantic things that we're naming and we could kind of take a deep dive anywhere in there but i want to stay with the practice as it's living for you and your family yeah 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 and so then um you feel that completion with hearing them and they feel complete and you share what comes up for you. And then what happens after you share? And in a moment, maybe we'll do a role play so people can hear like how it goes. Yeah. So do I'll, they reflect back or what happens? Well, there's two steps in my steps. So the one is the reaction where I usually share some level of regret mm -hmm. around my action stimulating them. The mm -hmm. other though is wanting to be seen. Mm. Saying, hey, even though I wish I handled it differently, mm -hmm. can you see my intention or what was happening for me that led me down this path. Yeah. So it could be something like, you know, I talked to them with a, a tone and a louder volume and they yeah. they felt hurt. Yeah. Right. And this could be, I mean, we could do a role play around this. Right. But that's, yeah. but there's sort of two pieces there, right. There's my feelings of regret around the pain that I stimulated. And then uh -huh. there's, Hey, can you see me too? Yeah. See my good intentions even though they landed poorly this time. Yeah, absolutely. And even though I might've wished I did it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just to highlight, I think we have a podcast on relationship repair. That's, those are two of the steps. One is to express your regret that your actions didn't meet the needs of someone else. And then if the other person can hear it to ask to be seen around what was alive in you in that moment. Right. for empathy for you being seen as a human being trying to do their best yeah mm -hmm. exactly and that's I, that's i think helpful to point out that a lot of these tools that we use are um like the gift it'll still pull in other pieces of of the teachings right and the, and the skills that you teach yeah right so the gift is really around getting them to show up authentically Mm -hmm. and trusting that i'm excited to hear it mm -hmm. right and then you know then there's a basically the steps of repair after that right right exactly yeah yeah beautiful yeah and i want to highlight here just because we're with parent parents and kids that for me it seems in working with parents when i have so important that the parents not disappear in the eyes of their child 
right? Like that they're a full human being without making their child responsible for their needs. Mm. So your, your kids get to see like, oh, dad was struggling in that moment. Dad's a human too. He was doing the best he could and he was stressed out or tired. Right. And they, and so to me, that engenders this mutual respect. And of course, like to just share your feelings and needs with your kids without saying how you're, you as an adult are taking responsibility for yourself. That's for me, a boundary crossing, but revealing your inner process and how you're holding it allows your kids to care about you, to, to cultivate compassion for other people and empathy. Hmm. So just for clarity, what would it look like where you would say, hey, we're, you're crossing a boundary as a parent? Mm, I could imagine just like launching into, oh, I just had this super stressful day and oh, I had this client who didn't, who wanted something, but then didn't like any of my suggestions. It was just awful. And then you just kind of leave it sitting there. <laughs> and your nine-year-old's like, uh, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> right, 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 I got you. <clears throat> and then so then we have these not-so-life-serving dynamics of little kids learn to be counselors. Mm. And it's overwhelming and it's stressful because they don't have the skills to do that, really. And they don't have the yeah. emotional, really don't have the emotional capacity for that. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking, like you said, of, but then we go down into another path, right? Of off the topic of what we're on now, but around that and pearls that you've given me that we implemented in our family mm. around those experiences too. Mm. There's just so much that we can contribute to our children when you get into this consciousness. Yeah. 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 Layers and layers. Yeah. Do you want to do a little role play? Yeah. And I just want to point out that um this is sometimes hard for people to really take in around the healing is the holding of the pain yeah but it's not the apology it's not mm -hmm. the i forgive you's right it's the it's when they don't have the children don't have to hold their pain alone yeah and even more when you can hold it and acknowledge it together Absolutely. So it's counter, right? Where we want to sometimes like, let's not focus on what I did wrong. Let's just keep moving versus no, yeah. no, let's, let's pause. Let's, let's actually go in and hold this pain together. And then the children integrate that and move on. Beautiful. Yeah. There's such a fear of if you focus on the pain, you're going to become a victim in your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to increase your pain body or right. There's so right. many fears. And unfortunately, that actually does increase the pain when we avoid it and try and smooth it over and see the bright side, right? Exactly. There's a consciousness of victimhood, which we're not talking about. We're talking about a consciousness of we can have resilience in the face of the pain when we're with it with compassion, and especially when we have the compassionate presence of someone else. Right. That pain naturally moves. It naturally moves in compassionate presence. Right. And that's the trust that if you're not, if you weren't brought up that way or familiar with that, there's a little bit of a leap of faith and trust that builds 
and you know, I can speak not only as a parent, but also as a child, I, you know, actually we've worked together with my father and he's learned recently the gifts about this mm. concept of gift too. Mm. And recently I gave him a gift and it, he just, he said, finally, he's not, he doesn't tighten up when oh. he's going to get feedback. Right. And he takes this gift in yeah. and he heard me and he was able to slow down and pause. I mean, all these are big steps for my for my father from when yeah. we first started, right? So, yeah. and then I can tell you that from him just pausing and hearing my gift, it completely dissolved and integrated mm. in my body. So that mm. gave me even more confidence seeing it from the other side of the coin with my father, taking a gift, yeah. receiving a gift. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to point out that it's, and there's something about call, this gift, it's that one word sets up a whole area of space and, and intention mm -hmm. that shifts the feelings around feedback. So even with my wife, where we'll do the gift as well, mm -hmm. if she just gives me feedback, I'm much more likely to go into defensiveness. Um, if she says, mm -hmm. hey, Matt, I have a gift. And there's like yeah, a little- Cue the consciousness. Right, exactly. Cue consciousness. That's yeah. exactly what happens. So it's like, oh, okay. So she's mm -hmm. basically, there's so much being communicated. Hey, I'm yeah. something that matters to me. I want to come at it with care with you. I want to focus on in connection. I care how this lands for you, yeah. right? There's a, a spirit of warmth. There's a smile in the face, mm. all of that from a word, mm. which is really the work we're doing now is to set up and really sort of infuse that word with all this delicious connection. Mm consciousness right so that to me is also the power of of this tool or the gift i love it i love it yeah yeah and you kind of hinted at this but for me there's when someone gives me a gift i get excited because i know that means we're going to become closer right have even more connection more intimacy more mutual understanding mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. Yeah. Requires a lot of confidence in the skills of listening with empathy and in the skills and in the power, right? Like you said, in the power yeah. of holding the pain. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And you pointed this out too. There's pain you're holding that was stimulated in your children who you care about. Mm -hmm. And then there's pain stimulated from your own judgments. Yeah. So there's, you know, at first there can be a lot of pain to manage and it might not be super smooth <laughs> yeah yeah and there might be like a stack of gifts ungiven right <laughs> that are creating a bit of noise in the system energy because they're all stacked up and stuffed yeah. into a closet and it's messy when you clean out a closet exactly yeah right yeah you know i always think of health people <laughs> is this behavior is this health promoting or not and to me, health promoting behaviors get easier over time, not harder. Yeah. Right. So yeah. gain momentum. Right. You know, like trying to stay on a restrictive cal calorie restrictive diet gets harder over time because you have to use more and more willpower. Yeah. But sort of shifting consciousness around eating in a way that's mindful gets easier with practice. Right. So to me, the same thing with connection. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's if it's hard at first or challenging. To, to imagine it's actually going to get easier, not harder over time. 
Yeah. In other words, don't let that dissuade you from continuing to try. If you try the first time and you're like, Ooh, that was a little messy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine folks listening saying, but that's all fine to say. You guys have had all these trainings and mentors and so on. And I would offer that your best mentor, your most important mem mentor is a sense of connection. Mm -hmm. And so that's your mentor. So everything you do, it's not about, did I do it right? It's about, did we create connection just now? If so, what, what did we do that supported us being able to create connection? And if not, what happened there that blocked that connection? I went too fast or I started to defend myself and I didn't notice or. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's one of the things that I can say of having worked with you for a long time that you were saying since I started probably, but I didn't get it until maybe in the last, you know, year or so really get it around letting connection be your sort of guiding light, mm -hmm. your true North. Mm-hmm. And then if you just, but there takes, you have to have a leap of faith and trust in that, that yeah. connection will, will guide me where I, to where I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. And so. for me, my bias is that mostly we can track connection in our body. So it requires some cultivation of body awareness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was expansion, contraction. Right. Yeah. So I wonder first, maybe if you're willing, Matt, and you can choose, of course, whatever works for you. But I think recently you gave me an example of Jordan giving you the gift. <laughs> yeah, Jordan gave me a gift. Jordan's always and giving me gifts. Jordan gives you plenty of gifts. So maybe we could do that. You could just tell about that simple one. I believe yesterday you told me about and then you could do a role play. There's another that. one for a role play. You want yeah. to do that? Yeah. So yesterday was fun. I was talking to somebody while we were in uh, Disney Park, and I'm in the middle of a conversation. And Jordan came up to appreciate me for giving her some um, some kind of like ice cream treat that she got. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember her really coming up. I remember her coming up, but sort of not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, you know. And she walked away, mm -hmm. and I kept talking. And then I see her turn around. And say, Dad, come here. And she and she goes, Dad, I have a gift for you. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I and I sometimes it's a little off putting, but that time I was able to yeah. be like, You have a gift. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Here we go. Let's go. Give it to me. Yeah. And she's like, Dad, I tried to appreciate you for giving me ice cream, and you didn't even respond. You sort of waved me off, um, right? And there's an instinct right there to want to explain myself. Oof, and yeah. that, that's what that's the holding right there yeah you stop oh, pause inside pause right and just oh yeah mm -hmm. so you're feeling i'm I'm hearing maybe hurt mm -hmm. and disappointed because you want to be appreciation and when you saw my hands go like this you're wondering maybe your appreciation didn't matter to me maybe you had a story that you know i didn't care about your appreciation something like that she's mm -hmm. like yeah dad mm -hmm. and i'm like oh boy i get it that makes sense Hmm. you really want your appreciations to matter and then i said hey do you want to hear my reaction mm -hmm. did you have a pause there you know it's interesting, interesting i didn't act, what happened was there was more of a sense there where she just sort of like i like i'll see her take a deep breath 
Right. Yeah. She'll take a right. Her face relaxes and her body relaxes. Mm-hmm. So there was a pause, mm-hmm. but I didn't like name the pause. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing it a lot where you can see yeah. the body just sort of. Yeah. You have a yeah. shared understanding there. Yeah. But, um, but that would have been the place to check in. And then, and I said, ah, oh, you know, I really regret that because I really love your appreciations. It's so wonderful to get your appreciation and I want to pay attention and be aware and present it. Mm. And she gets a smile on her face. Mm. And I just, and then at that point, I just, um, I said, and I asked again, I said, is there more? And she said, no. And this time I didn't even have a need to be seen. Like there was sort of like a trust of, yeah. Yeah. Like if I wanted to be seen, I would have said, Hey, can you see, can you please see that? Or do you have a space to see that I was busy in conversation? I wasn't actually aware of what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see that, that it wasn't that you don't matter. It was that I was not present and I was a little distracted. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Can you see my care for you? Even though that was happening, mm-hmm. that would have been my need to be seen, but we didn't, we didn't need that then. Yeah. Really didn't. Right. Wasn't important for you in that moment. Right. It was sort of like, hey, we built this trust up for so long that this was mm-hmm. just, and then, um, yeah, she, I, as she was walking away, I said, can you come here a second? And she comes and I grab her and I go, I just want you to know, I love your gifts so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. Mm-hmm. They are just so wonderful gifts. And I, mm-hmm. and I kissed her and, yeah. and she smiles and she runs back off and does her thing. Yeah. That's sort of the, the gift uh, in action there amazing nine-year-old girl yeah yeah she loves her gifts. and we actually call when there's something that feedback that they're happy about we just call it celebrations yeah so gifts are uh-huh always, oh i see gifts are always something mm-hmm. that didn't work for them uh-huh. in our family i don't there's mm-hmm. no rule around that but yeah yeah they'll say separately hey dad you know can i, I i'd like you to celebrate me or you know yeah. or something like that and that's separate that's different. Oh, that's needs met is the celebration. Yeah. Needs met is the celebration. Gift is needs are not met. Yeah. So we yeah. we do that now in our business culture. We've ah. introduced the concept and we do it. Uh, me and my wife do it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, the gift that keeps on giving. Yay. I love it. Yeah. I love the subtlety of Jordan being able to recognize, ah, that was a moment of disconnect right? With my dad, in which I was hoping to connect around being heard, around my appreciation. Yeah. So that's one thing, just like, wow, noticing disconnect. And then the second thing, which to me is even bigger, valuing connection with you so much that even that small disconnect was important enough for her to come back and say, hey, Let's connect because that wasn't very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's gigantic. It's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's landing for me really tenderly when you when you wrap it in that package. Mm. I didn't connect to the sort of what that means and what, you know, for her and what she values and the impact of that. Yeah. And how important that means our relationship, our connection is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that. Mm. Thank you for doing that with uh, your kids and for bringing these people into the world. Yeah, it's gonna ripple out. Quick role play, and then we'll close. Do you have a, a little more difficult yeah. one? Yeah. So the difficult one is usually if I lose my temper. Okay. 
So if I lose my temper and there's tone and volume, mm. are the observations? Love it. I can just, I'm already celebrating your example because I can just imagine parents listening, thinking, oh, well, Matt's the perfect dad, apparently. Right? <laughs> the relief they might feel right now hearing that you lose your temper and oh boy, have a tone and it happens yeah. to you even with all this training. Oh boy, my jackals are... They are not going away anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the enemy images, the jackals, all that yeah. fun stuff that I was, you know, grew up with and is in our culture, you know. Yeah. 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 Part of our conditioning, disconnecting thoughts, judgments. Okay. What, what's the example? And do you want to be uh, one of your kids or you want me to be? How do you want to say Why don't it? you be one of my kids that goes okay. to that, that feels hurt? Okay. But you're angry at first. Okay. Let's say you're, you know, you come with anger. Okay. And what did you and, say? And you might even you? do, you can go two ways with this, right? You can sort of walk away and sort of, you know, give me the silent treatment, or uh -huh. you could come at me with the gift. And it depends how triggered they are. Yeah. Right. Because if they're not triggered too badly, they'll say, I have a gift for you. If they're yeah. triggered pretty badly, I'll have to go and mine for the gift. Yeah. We call it mining for the gift, you know? Like okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So you can pick whichever way you want to go. Okay. What's your sense? Hmm. I like the one where you come to me later on after the physiology has calmed down, because mm -hmm. I'm imagining with people listening, that's going to be more common at first. Okay. And so if you just give me the neutral observation of your losing your temper, then that'll be enough for me. And which one am yeah. I, Kylie, or so am saying I... like maybe like we're I'm putting them to bed, okay? And I'll ask if you have any gifts, and you can say, Dad, when you yelled at me earlier, oh. you know, you really hurt my feelings, and I'm really angry at you. Okay. Something like that. Okay. So okay. I'm putting you to bed, and I'll check in, and I'll say, Hey, Kylie, you know, do you have, you know, it's bedtime? Do you have any gifts for me? And I'm I love your gifts, and she might even say no at first. No, dad. And I'll smile and I'll say, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you have some gifts in there and I love your gifts so much. So if you have any, I would be super happy. Are you willing to give me one? I can't believe there's not even a single gift. And she might say no again. No, dad, I told you no. Yeah. And I'll say, hey, Kylie, what about, what about when I yelled at you earlier? I bet you you're feeling pretty angry. That's that'd be a pretty good gift there. Well, yeah, Dad, I'm still mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling really angry. Yeah. Oh, mm. thank you for that. Mm. And really angry when I yelled. Maybe in, in with your anger is also some hurt. Maybe a little bit on underneath the anger. Well, I was scared when you yelled. My whole body went like that. And I mm. jumped a little bit. I was scared. Scared. Mm -hmm. Not really feeling very safe and wanting more warmth and gentleness and kindness, maybe. Yeah, Dad. Gentleness. Yeah. Just to know that if you say something that I don't like, I'm going to come with a calm voice and not raise my volume or have a tone. Yeah. Yeah. And that... When I do, maybe you feel, you said scared and 
just want you to know that no matter what happens, you can feel safe and comfortable with me and not have to feel scared. Yeah, because I'm not going to say everything perfect, Dad. Yeah. And sometimes Maybe. I lose my temper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So sometimes wanting having some pressure maybe or tension that if you don't get it right i could lose my temper that feels like a lot that's kind of heavy so a lot of pressure dad yeah and mm -hmm. who likes pressure i don't all that weight on you you want to feel comfortable and open right you don't want pressure and you definitely don't want your dad someone who loves you to be stimulating pressure yeah oh that makes a lot of sense kylie yeah I needed some help in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You were needing help, and instead you got a tone and volume. Right. So instead of feeling better, you felt worse. Exactly. It made everything worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not what you want in your relationships with your dad. Yeah, you want to feel comfortable and easy and open and warm, loving. You want all those delicious feelings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next. next time I want you to just say, Kylie, can I help you with something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have like an idea of what just saying, hey, Kylie, do you need some help with something? Yeah. Or maybe if I'm not, maybe if I'm feeling angry to just take a, do a take five or a timeout or something. And then just something that will help not raise my voice or a volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it when you take a time out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I can trust you. Yeah. Because I'm hearing if I come at you with kindness and care and gentleness, you can hear when things don't work for me too. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing that it's just how I share it, not that I can't share it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, Kylie. Thank you so much for this gift. It keeps filling me up. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Dad. Yeah. Just thanks for yeah, letting me know how you want to be cared for and that you care so much about our relationship that you give me this gift. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I like it when we have a good day together. Yeah. Is there more you want to share, Kylie? Hmm. Would you like to hear my reaction? Sure, Dad. Yeah, I want you, I want you to hear that I have a lot of regret hmm. when I talk that way. Hmm. Yeah, I really value kindness and gentleness and caring and loving and feeling safe and comfortable. And when I lose my temper like that, Oh boy, I know it stimulates pain for you and I have a lot of regret. Yeah. So I just want you to hear that. I wish I wish I did that differently. Yeah, you wish you would have taken a time out. Yeah. At, at the least. <laughs> and it turns out I'm not perfect, even though I even I tell you I am. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we'll joke a little bit. But yes, see, it turns out and she'll say. Dad, you're so not perfect. You're so not perfect, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and Kylie, I just want to 
Yeah. And I, so I feel regret and then I feel appreciation that you gave me a gift. Mm. Even though you were angry, you gave me a gift. You're this, welcome, Dad. Yeah. I build, I have this trust that no matter what happens, we're going to figure it out and be, be able to stay connected. So thank you. You're welcome. And then Kylie, are you able to hear sort of what was happening for me in that moment? Do you feel like you have space for that? Okay, Dad, but not too long because I'm getting tired. It's bedtime. Yeah. So I just want I just want you to know that sometimes when I lose my temper like that, I'm just feeling so frustrated and overwhelmed and tense inside. Yeah. And I want things to be easier and I sometimes just need relief and I'm expressing my frustration or I want things to go differently. So I use that scary voice to try and sort of make things happen. Mm. And I don't like that I do that, but sometimes it's just really needing things to happen and I'm wanting things to happen in a certain way. And. But it just makes things worse. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now I realize that. And at the same time, I don't think about that in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted you to hear that my intention is to, is to try and get some changes sometimes, you know, like sometimes you'll be doing something with your sister and it doesn't work for me. And rather than connect around that, I might lose my temper Yeah, and try and use my voice to to, call, to sort of force things to sort of get along or to stop doing something. And it, it just doesn't work. I, I understand that. But sometimes in the moment, that's what comes without me even thinking. So. Right. Takes over. You're yeah. Fine. Yeah. It just takes over. And I'm not saying that's okay. I'm a, you know, I'm human. So it really helps me, Kylie, if you can just see, acknowledge that, hey, I make mistakes too sometimes. Yeah, dad. You're not yeah. perfect. Exactly. So anyway, thank you for taking time, Kylie, to see that for me too. And thank you for the gift. Okay, Dad. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Is that about how it goes? I was kind of improvising my Kylie. Did I how did I yeah, do and it? And with without the context of what actually happened, it's yeah. I was harder for me to connect to the yeah. needs I was trying to meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? With so that last third part was a little bit yeah. still abstract and vague. Yeah. When we really do it, we'll get into yeah. hey, I was needing predictability or I was needing uh -huh. you know safety. You know, you were about to do something and I was worried and I yelled to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So without that, but but in general, I think you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing that in saying what's going on for you it'll be more obvious to connect what happened with the needs and exactly. it will make more sense right and that would probably help with kind of a relaxing too, making right. that connection right because i can when because without the observation sometimes it's hard to get mm -hmm. to that the mm -hmm. needs trying to be met with that mm -hmm. action mm -hmm. but it's easy to connect to the needs that weren't met with my behavior i don't need any more observation around that right so the first two parts are pretty straightforward but that third part it's helpful to tie in to the the action that's the needs i was trying to meet with that action yeah yay
Thank so you. that's the gift. Yeah. Thank you so much. I certainly received all of this as a gift. Oh. Yeah. Huge celebration. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just encourage people to, to try it with their kids, with their partners. Yeah. They run teams to introduce that to their teams. Like, yeah. And don't, like you said, don't worry about being perfect. If that, that intention is to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming back around to that. The intention is to connect around how to love each other more completely, more consistently, more clearly. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wonderful. And thank you, Lachelle, for all of your continued contributions hmm. over the many years hmm. to the work that we've been able to bring into our family. Hmm. Very welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. And thank you, everyone who's listening, watching. Radiating love from my heart to yours. See you next time. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.